0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLonestar.com. As always, you can check the Facebook page, Facebook backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where all the magic happens, and we're coming live via quarantine from different locations via Anchor. So, from his bunker of doom, little brother Nico.
1: It's true. I, of course, keep the outside world out and the inside world in.
0: Wow, that's uh, I think that's the premise of every like every third fairy tale, I think. Like,
1: yeah, pretty close at least.
0: Uh, hi, of course I'm Corey Dlg, and nobody wants to keep me out or in. So, there you go. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on this week, even though it is kind of a weird week. Um, all right, so let's start with this. Let's start with this. We'll have, we'll start with the Zack Snyder announcements.
1: Oh God, he's still making announcements. That's right. The Zack Snyder cut of Star Wars. Here it comes. boys. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: follow this under curious. Okay. Um, Zack Snyder is going to have about two weeks worth of reshoots scheduled to be to cost around $70 million dollars. For what? To complete the Snyder Cut. Which they are going to turn into 4 one hour-ish episodes on HBO Max.
1: That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. So...
0: Okay, but we also need to rope in this other part of the conversation. Also going on right now is the reality that Ray Fisher has come out publicly now and basically gone on a anti-Joss Whedon campaign. I
1: don't know who Jay Fisher is.
0: Uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher is the cyborg. Ah, gotcha. But you kind of make my point for me. Um, if you ever want to see the world's most depressing IMDb page, go to Ray Fisher. It literally has two movies and two TV shows, and that's it.
1: So he's, he's pretty much a, not a nobody, but a nobody. He's a nobody.
0: He was a stage actor, and he had done two different television appearances when Zack Snyder tapped him to play Cyborg. However, his career has essentially stopped, which is weird and uh, – okay, here's uh, – uh, okay, let's just start with this, and we'll say it this way. If this isn't the right way to say it, I don't I, – this is how I see it, okay? Um, mm-hmm. There's been a, a lot of uh, black film and television in the last five years. Yeah. a lot. Watchmen, uh, Lovecraft Country, just just on HBO. Um, then there's there's been all, there's a there's apparently a television series that's filming right now, which is what if Africa colonized Europe instead of vice versa. Um, let's not forget all of Wakanda with the Black Panther. Let's not forget um, the Jackie Robinson movie. Uh, like there's all kinds of things in film right now that are sort of showcasing Black culture, and Ray Fisher is mm. in none of it. Yep, none of it. Um, he has publicly blasted Joss Whedon. Forward. he says that Joss Whedon, uh, ran a abusive set. Now, granted, this is the only production that he's ever worked on. He's only worked for one movie, and it was two different directors, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. But he says that Joss Whedon ran a, an abusive set.
1: Okay. okay. And that he
0: was empowered by Jeff Johns, who's the DC guy who's like been promoted all the way up into movies from DC. Mm-hmm. He's like there, Brian Michael Bendis. You know how Brian Michael Bendis helped like, craft a lot of the movie stuff that happened early on? Yeah, Same concept. This is supposed to be their like comic book guy for the movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, some producer on the Warner Brothers side, I, I, I didn't know who he was. Um, Jason Momoa has now stepped up in support of Ray Fisher. But Jason Momoa doesn't exactly have a ton of film credits to his name either. Right now, most interestingly, uh, Gal Gadot, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, silent
1: on the matter. Yeah, and those are all the big ones. Also,
0: Joss Whedon worked on Avengers One and Two. Uh, not a peep, zero. Not a peek yeah. from any of the Marvel people. Zero uproar. Um. So somebody. So like. I, so then, Warner Brothers comes out. And basically frames the timing of Ray Fisher's complaints around this little tidbit. So Aquaman is supposed to film when COVID ends. When COVID ends, Aquaman is supposed to get in and film. Mm -hmm. After that is supposedly The Flash. Right now they are negotiating cameos for The Flash. Okay. Ray Fisher originally was supposed to be in numerous scenes. It's now been cut down to three scenes.
1: And in the Flash, in, yeah, I mean... in Flash.
0: Apparently, he's okay. not in Alchemist at all. Um, I mean, all right, that's fine. But he's—he was—he's now only in three scenes in the Flash. And then they—they they sent a number to Ray Fisher to be in the three scenes, and he asked for exactly double that. Does that sound like a good negotiation for you so far? No. Um, also his feature film has already been canceled.
1: Yeah, he's not getting a cyborg movie.
0: Yeah. Um and Josh Whedon cut down a ton of his screen time. Even though I feel like he was in too much of Justice League, honestly.
1: I um, mean it's been a long time since I've seen Justice League. So But Justice
0: League essentially told his origin story, like the relationship between him and his father and all of that stuff. Like He is the new character in the movie. Like, The Flash is supposed to be new, but they don't really get into a ton of his story. They do a little bit of, like, the scenes in the prison where he's talking to his dad behind bars. But for Mm. the most part, it really felt like a cyborg movie, like this is his intro movie. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how much they cut him out of. Considering he's already yeah
1: was he he's finished. he just the main character the he's whole time a
0: good amount of it like him and Jason Momoa like I feel like there's a lot of screen time for yeah everybody and, in that movie
1: right and to be fair like he's like plot integral because he's the, like kind of the reason like the mother box yeah, and he all can that act jazz. the boxes
0: and all that and like I didn't feel like I didn't leave the movie feeling like he was like a deuce ex machina like they didn't explain enough for him to be able to do that like I felt like it was fair so like I don't know like. Honestly, as terrible as Just League movie was, I didn't think it was because of direction.
1: Again, Joss Whedon probably did the best he can with his $3 billion movies.
0: Well, and Zack Snyder has said he wants to use zero of Joss Whedon's frames.
1: Probably obscene. So
0: $70 million for two weeks.
1: $70 million for two weeks and we're getting a... Not a two-hour movie, not a three-hour movie, a four-hour movie.
0: four-hour TV show.
1: It's a movie. It's the way he it's wanted it. It's a four-hour
0: TV show. Also, here, let's, let's not point TV this show. out. Let's just be honest. This isn't going to be the Snyder Cut, because it's not going to be this, the movie Zack Snyder tried to give us three years ago. Because he's had Yeah, three...
1: this is now its own project. This is Justice League by Zack Snyder. Well,
0: well but, but more importantly than that, what I'm getting at is he's had three years to listen to everyone's complaints and to change his ideas.
1: Yeah, this is in no way exactly his script. He wasn't just like, alright. Yeah, he's not turning
0: around right now and just giving us the movie he tried to give us three years ago. Otherwise, they, he wouldn't need to shoot, allegedly, most of this anyway. Right. Because, allegedly, it was already done. Supposedly.
1: <laughs> According to people, well, um, even even if like you know, a lot of that stuff I know is rough and like not animated. So, like, yeah,
0: like just because they shot it in person, but didn't go if they didn't go back and do all the animation, they're not done with that. That doesn't count, right? Like that's for so filming. Scenes, that's filming 30% might have of been the process, like
1: <laughs> right. So many scenes, and the fact that they had to do a seventy percent reshoot for Joss Whedon
0: yeah whatever and I don't know if it was 70% to be clear it, whatever that number is they had to do it in order for Joss Whedon yeah. to get a credit
1: it's, it's like 60 to 70 it's somewhere around
0: there it's somewhere in that range I mean it, it might be 60 though it might be 51 I don't know what it is it's somewhere in that more than half of the movie has to be reshot so yeah I don't know man like I, I don't really think I think Ray Fisher has come out and is doing this I think he's doing it as a tactic and I think Jason Momoa is backing him also as a tactic, because I think he's trying to put pressure on the studio so that they make Aquaman 2. Because here's the truth. DC just or Marvel just bailed on 2020. They just pulled Black Widow all the way back to May of 2021.
1: Yeah, they, they just said, reset we'll, the year. we'll come they, back.
0: They just reset <laughs> the year. They're going to do four movies next year. They're going to do Black Widow, Eternal, Shang-Chi, and, and Spider-Man. And, or, or I think maybe Thor, maybe. I don't
1: remember. So it's they, they said, Thor, one of the two. They, they said, uh, "Hey guys, 2020 um, is a garbage fire. We're just gonna dip. It's already almost over anyway.
0: It is almost. It is almost over anyway. But they were shooting a November release, hoping there'd been enough time. But I think Tenet yeah. only did about 200 million worldwide, which is bad. Which isn't good. It's not for a tentpole movie, and, and not probably for a Christopher Nolan movie. I'm sure the movie should do more. It's a really, it's a big movie it's yeah it's a complicated industry
1: i don't know plus plus mulan did so awful it
0: didn't go on theaters i don't even know did disney plus ever give out numbers
1: um i've seen the low ball at like 30 and the high of like 90 whoa that's yeah considering that the budget alone was 200 not including advertising and All the extra stuff.
0: Yeah, because they did the whole premiere and then announced after everyone was in the theater at the premiere that they were pushing the movie back.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which is
0: dirty, by the way. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because, like, that's you're supposed to party that weekend. If you're the the movie uh, star and you've done everything, the premiere is when you're done. No more press junkets, no more everything. Like, the media airs everything you've been filming. Like, you've been doing interviews for the last two months for the movie. Right, um, and so like this, is, and like, it's terrible. Relax- so
1: that's cool. This is, this is your
0: relaxed weekend. This is your party weekend. The movie's debuting. It's premiering. It's gonna come out over the next week. You're gonna be on TV everywhere, but you just get to sit at home and not make headlines. And then all of a sudden, they just announce that there's no movie.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that sucks. That right.
1: sucks. Plus, I plus I heard it's like literal garbage movie. Um, and embroiled it itself in a lot of controversy, which I don't know if we have time to get into. Uh, or if You, we, you want we to get can into touch into it. on it here in
0: a little bit, but I, I, the two Chelseas watched it here and they both enjoyed it. I don't know enough to know anything else. I, did, I didn't watch it. I, didn't, I don't have an interest in it. Once I heard uh, Murphy it, wasn't playing the real version of the dragon, I didn't really want to watch it.
1: Dragon's not even in it. There's Dragon's no dragon in it. There's no dragon.
0: I've seen the movie Milan. There's a dragon in the movie.
1: No, there's no dragon in the remake. They
0: took the dragon out of the remake?
1: <laughs> they took the dragon out of the remake. Okay, then yeah, I don't need to see it. That's fine. Yeah, they took, they took basically everything that you, you thought was cool about the, the original. He's is, is not there. Hey, speaking of dragons, is interesting
0: things. I'm watching Westworld all the way through on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Season 3. So the premise, the robots, they're in the Western world and they revolt and blah, blah, blah. Season 3, the, you see the outside world and the company is struggling to deal with everything. Uh-huh. And suddenly you discover that there were other parks. So not just Westworld, but like a, a samurai world and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess the world they didn't show you, but you they start hinting at is like a knights in armor world. And the Game of Thrones dragon is in one of the rooms and they're sawing him into pieces. <laughs> it's kind of a funny cameo. It's funny. There's like these two guys and have these giant saws and they're talking for a minute and they're talking about like, well, I guess we're going to chop this up for parts, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, so who wants to buy like pieces of a dragon? They're like, who knows? Some investor somewhere. Someone, I don't know. Then they zoom out. It's the Game of Thrones dragon.
1: That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but I, I just think that I, I got into a dicey internet conversation about this with uh, someone I, I like on Twitter. We, we go back and forth about comic book stuff. And essentially they were saying that I'm trying to silence a victim. And I want to be really clear. That's not what I'm trying to do. I just think the pieces are more obviously a contract dispute than they are of victimhood.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of, you know, it's always important to listen and uh, you know, take all sides of the story, but it's really hard to be so, you know, it's, it's easy to be like, well, I believe all victims. It's like, well, I mean, while that is a noble mentality, it might not always be true.
0: Take every claim seriously is probably the better way to say it.
1: Right. I do take the yeah.
0: claim seriously. I just don't find it credible because of Joss Whedon's history versus Ray Fisher's history.
1: Right. I mean, and, and to be fair, Joss Whedon hasn't done a lot of work, but no, all he the hasn't.
0: work. And, and uh, to be very transparent, there are a couple of articles in the universe where that says he's not a good person. Okay, fine. Even if he is a jerk, does it rise to a level to call it abuse? I'm going to say probably not.
1: Right. And maybe, you know, maybe he's just more used to an environment of, like, stage acting, which is a much different animal than movies.
0: Right. And apparently Zack Snyder is super collaborative when he's filming. Like, he includes the actors in every part of the process. And Joss Whedon had a very direct... First of all, Josh Whedon had a timeline. Like, I think he had to reshoot a whole movie, basically, or X percentage of it, in in you know two months. So I mean, yeah, he have... had
1: zero time to fool around with anything.
0: Yeah, so maybe he didn't have time to make Ray Fisher feel good about it, and maybe that's part of the conversation. But right. So there are articles that say uh, Josh Whedon's ex-wife has come out and said that he hides behind his feminism to cheat. Okay, you can so you can be a feminist and still cheat on your wife, like. Bad people can be feminists too. That's not really.
1: Yeah, just because you have a cause doesn't mean that doesn't exclude you from any wrongdoing.
0: Right. Um, and then Charisma Carpenter, she was in Buffy, and then she was in Angel, and she said uh, she feels like she got written off the show Angel because she got pregnant, which is that happens in TV shows. That is a very real thing. Yeah. Um,
1: unfortunate, but a reality. But
0: one of the things is. You've got to really judge how important you are to a show before you get pregnant. Like, well, that's any yeah. Job. I mean, like, it's, it's 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 the, the, yeah. It's
1: it's any job.
0: Yeah, uh, I've got a, a good friend, a, a good family. I'm friends with the um, one of the one of the wives of the families just had a baby. Came back from maternity leave. Day after she came back from maternity leave. They let her go. Ooh,
1: that's so, real you know, bad. They honored
0: the leave. They let her come back, and they said, while you were gone, we had to get somebody else. So. Thanks and goodbye. And to be honest, what she did was bookkeeping. So, like, it's not a hyper-unique intrinsic skill. So, if they've found an easier person to work with, it is what it is.
1: Right. And unfortunately, that's just, you know, how jobs work. Yeah. If you're super irreplaceable, they're not, they're not so easily to be like, all right, yeah.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Even in football, Peyton Manning got fired like
1: right yeah, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh you know there's just a point where he's not as good as he used to be or right
0: and, you know, and then there were there's
1: someone who is better and unfortunately that's just the way it goes
0: it and then also on the on the buffy show there was a stunt team uh a, a male female I guess who were buffy angel and they became a couple and joss whedon mm-hmm. wasn't happy about that um
1: that's weird to not be happy uh, I don't
0: weird. know because a lot of jobs don't a lot of jobs frown on fraternizing anyway
1: yeah, it happens anyway you are not going to stop it no, but
0: he, our families our family working in education that's rule number one that's against
1: that's true
0: still didn't stop any of it it didn't your 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 parents got married um and they weren't supposed to, and then they hit it for a long time because your mom became an important person and my and our dad was a was a teacher uh that creates an inappropriate power dynamic but that's the reality right like that's how it went yeah um so i mean listen jobs always frown and stuff like that is it excusing it out of the way no but it also doesn't make it like that isn't a recipe for abuse
1: no um so like I understand where he could be coming from and like, but it's also, you gotta, you gotta take into account the entire situation and look, if more people come forth to corroborate and be like, yeah, he's a real garbage person and he's, he's really bad at directing, like not bad at like his, like his job is bad, like he's a bad person to work with. Yeah, but we didn't hear
0: that. And that's one thing, like, um... So nobody to, else has said anything. I tried to point that out. I was like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not a quiet person. Chris Evans wants to direct and doesn't like acting, and it's gotten political, and, like, Chris Hemsworth is a big star. Scarlett Johansson has said publicly other times when she doesn't like working with people, none of those people had to complain about Joss Whedon. Uh, and
1: nobody – none of the other actors on Justice League.
0: Well, and, and so then they go, well, you notice know, all so those actors are white, blah, blah, blah. I said, you're right, but Samuel L. Jackson didn't complain – Anthony Mackie, Don Cheadle, like I mean, yeah. At some point, you just have to say there's no history here. Right. Um, from there, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more nerds Thug Radio coming your way. What do you think, though, Nico? Get us out on that. Your thought? Do you think it's a contract dispute or do you think it's valid? Uh, I,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more towards contract dispute simply because of the circumstances that DC put themselves in. With the Justice League, especially
0: regime. because Wonder Woman still hasn't come out,
1: right? Like,
0: so, and that's my thing. If Wonder Woman comes out and underperforms, there won't be an Aquaman two, right? They're not going to invest another two hundred million dollars in this lineup of characters.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I think he's 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 an unfortunate victim of poor planning, a pandemic, and um, rush development.
0: And honestly, um, I, the response wasn't there, right? Like, the fans yeah. didn't – I mean
1: it – did, It did a billion dollars, which means it broke even.
0: Right. That's, you know what? When you say it, like, like, it is weird. All right, we're about to break. We come back. We got more Nerd Club Radio coming your way. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back on more Nerd Thug Radio, right here at 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at irlonstar.com. As always, you can check out facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, Radio. Um, that's where all the magic happens. Um, little Brother Nico, welcome back. How you been, buddy?
1: Oh, we're still alive. We're hanging in there.
0: All right. I mean, it's disappointing. I did send assassins, but uh, I guess they're not there yet. Okay, okay. I guess we'll draw this out until they get there.
1: We'll we'll get there when we get there.
0: <laughs> um. So I saw the coolest thing. I bought it as a, uh, a gift for uh, the captain, Joey Savage. Ooh. This is doing well over in children's baseball, apparently. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and reveal it because I don't think he listens to the show anymore. I feel like he probably doesn't listen.
1: Wow, he's abandoned all hope to I go mean, play baseball amongst children. I mean, he pretty much destroys the league.
0: Yeah, pretty I mean. Soon. So like, he's a little busy like running the child Yankees. That's not what they're called, but that's what they are. Um, there's a I bought a, a Marvel Legends cable figure.
1: Ooh. But
0: it's not in like the, the traditional Marvel Legends little boxes. It's from the Deadpool movie, and it's in like this like deluxe box where Deadpool has like changed all the logos and everything on it. Oh, that's pretty funny. And like written on written on it with a sharpie that says Cable. Like it's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's pretty dope. That's neat. Um, and it, it does look like Josh Brolin. Like
1: looks we'll like Thanos. It's,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's Thanos in a Deadpool box. It's confusing. Um, nice that would be really like that's the kind of funny i don't think people would get
1: right <laughs> like it's just thanos but like it's got like deadpool scribblings and it's just yes. cable on the bugs yeah
0: but it's but it's still thanos yeah i think that'd be great i think it'd be fantastic um so so when we left off we were saying that ray fisher is p- probably more likely in a contract dispute than he is in an abuse claim uh, Most
1: likely. I mean, we're not we're not saying it's not true. However,
0: I don't know. i I'm, I'm I think I'm I think I'm to the point where I'm com- I'm I'm comfortable saying I don't believe it.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, we can say that like personally, but also yeah. like,
0: yeah, I'm just saying someone's gonna look into it. I mean, so, right. if we're wrong, yeah. we're wrong. But I, I don't.
1: The I, evidence doesn't seem to be.
0: Yeah, the anecdotal evidence doesn't feel like it's there. Not not for an abusive director like. I feel like where that becomes involved is a different level. Right. Like, there was, some, there was talk on the set, the little bit they do where the Flash falls into Gal Gadot's cleavage, where she didn't want to shoot it. She thought it wasn't funny. Um, and so Josh Whedon had the stunt double shoot it. Um, I don't have an issue with that. Like, I don't, I mean, it isn't like he made Gal Gadot do it. Yeah. I think that would have been abusive if he was like, shut up and get in there. Started talking like my drunk uncle. Like, that would have been a problem. But
1: Or, like, I don't know, things that Tarantino did.
0: Yeah, Tarantino. Uh, that story is not friendly. The, 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 are you talking about the Uma Thurman story?
1: Yeah, where he, like, made her drive in the car. Yeah,
0: he made her. So the car was supposed to have an accident. They had the stunt double on set, ready to go. They've already rehearsed it. And he basically talks Uma Thurman into doing it. Um, and she'd already expressed her doubts several times and basically like, "It'll be such a better shot if you're doing it, blah blah blah. And to this day, she has knee and, and back problems from it. Um, that's the story she's told publicly. Uh, and while it doesn't frame him directly as abusive, it certainly makes him look bad. Yeah, and I think that there's a difference there.
1: That's, that's also not the first time he's done something like that too, so
0: Yeah, and like he's got the reputation of being like the indie trendy cool hip like I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's the maverick of filmmaking, and so therefore he feels like he can get away with stuff like that a little bit more.
1: Um, yeah, which never really a good thing.
0: Although apparently Leonardo DiCaprio isn't always fun to work with in a round either. I mean, yeah, I mean that's
1: understandable. There are bad people in every business.
0: True. And let's also, usually if someone is like, um, what's the nice way to say this? The worst? Um, Usually if someone is hailed as some sort of genius, it's because they struggle to say they're nice. Like if someone is successful in an industry, but all you hear about is like, so Steve Jobs, right? If you watch any of those movies about him, he's apparently a terrible person. However, yeah. he, he was amazing with technology. And so like what they tend to write about him is like, bro, this guy's genius. He's wicked smart. But what they don't do is point out how terrible a person he is. Right. And so I think what I'm trying to say is like when they linger on how smart or innovative or creative you are,
1: yeah, it's 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 because you're probably not the nicest guy. Yeah. You, know? I mean, you probably are those things. Yeah, They're- but also you're not going to make any friends being those things, right?
0: And that's I think that's the difference. It's like they don't. Oh man, I don't even know the right way to say it. Like <laughs> they ran out of other places to go with nice stuff, so they just add extra stuff on this one. They're like, "You are creative. We'll just stay here."
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> like they don't add more. They're like, "Oh, Tarantino, he's real good at directing."
0: And then awkward signs and like, well, I mean, he's like a like a genius at directing, really. Like,
1: that's, yeah, I mean, like he's really like, you know, he's he's really good at that one thing. Those movies, like, and they're change like, the world. And, you're like and they're like, is there anything else you want to tell <laughs> me about him? No,
0: that's pretty much. I no, think going stop there. I think going to stop there. <laughs> I think it's about all I need to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like every every person that's good, it's like they were a wonderful father. They're a great person. They do stuff for charity.
0: Yeah, like, like if when you start talking about Keanu Reeves, it's hard. Right. It's hard to, you got to manage your time more than you got to manage what you want to say. Like, you don't even get to, to get to everything for him. And it's because, like, there aren't all these other terrible stories about him. Like...
1: Yeah, every Keanu Reeves story, like, is the greatest thing ever. They're always like, Keanu Reeves takes pay cut. To save children in Africa, yeah, like, while also showing up to an orphanage and gave them all a million dollars.
0: I believe it. I believe it. And
1: and then everyone's like, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. That's that's on point for Keanu Reeves.
0: And you know what's weird about him? Like, it took a long time for people to find out like what was Keanu Reeves really into. Yeah. <laughs> like it turned out that he's into motorcycles and stuff, but like no one knew that forever. Like it was only in the past like ten years have people really like. Apparently he owns like a small motorcycle shop in New York city or something like that. And like for a long time, no one knew. <laughs> and then finally he was with some TV company and like, he was giving a tour of like the shop. I guess they like custom build motorcycles completely. And so each one of them was like a little bit of work of art kind of thing, like a West coast shoppers, but uh, yeah, more like uh, Asian influence, like the, the performance bikes. Mm. And, uh, yeah, before that, like I, I don't, I never would have known that. Like, yeah, you know me, I like to do the deep dives on all these people, and like, you, I never read anywhere where he was like, yeah, the motorcycle obsessed Reeves, like it never comes up anywhere, and then all of a sudden, he owns a shop. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah, that's just one of the things that Keanu Reeves does. Yeah.
0: but he does so many things, like it, you never even get to all of it because he ha- he is so well rounded, you never even.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, every Keanu Reeves story is like, oh, no, this is where it goes wrong. And it's like, oh, no, it's just good. It's just more yeah, good. Yeah,
0: actually, it gets better here. Check it out. It's like then when he was, he was publicly dating that woman and it turns out she's two years older than him. Like, he's the only guy in Hollywood doing that. Like, what?
1: And they were like, wait, really?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's him and Pete Davidson. Right. I really like Pete Davidson, man. Like, I'm rooting for that guy. Um, I heard really good things about huh. King of Staten Island. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's the guy with all the tattoos, yeah. right? Um, but he's... that movie, those trailer, trailer was really good. I never watched the movie, but the trailer was fantastic. Well, so it's
0: a it's a Judd Apatow movie, and as Judd Apatow goes through and makes movies, I guess he always, you know, he 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 he's in with all these comedians. Like he grew up with like Ray Romano and Adam Sandler somehow, and all these people. Like they all have
1: been friends forever. And uh that's funny. Yeah, it's weird. It's always funny how the world works like that.
0: Yeah, like these guys were all coming up at the same time together and they all were buddies, right? Like but uh but so Judd Apatow like always asked him like who's next? Like who's the next like guy I should be, you know, doing stuff with. And um enough people told him Pete Davidson that he put him in something and it was like P. A. Pete Davidson's first big screen role. I don't remember what it was. I think it was... Um... Oh, man. I don't
1: know what he's been in. He's been in a few things. Yeah.
0: this I, I want to say this is 40-Year-Old Virgin. And it's like his big break. It's like his first speaking line is in 40-Year-Old Virgin or something like that. and Which is a Judd Apatow movie. And then they sat down and basically wrote King of Staten Island together, Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson. And... Uh... Like Pete Davidson was doing a lot of interviews where people are like, this movie seems really personal. Like, it feels like it's a Pete Davidson movie, not like a movie. Like, it feels like it's a movie about like a movie, specifically about him almost. And and he's like, yeah, in a lot of ways it is like, uh, I'd like to think of it as a closing chapter of this era of my life type thing. Like I want mom to know that like, it's okay. Like I'm all right. I'm I'm doing better. And I moved on and I hope she moves on like that kind of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. he seems really genuine and just open in these interviews. Also, he seems like uh, obnoxiously close friends with Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, they're like best brews. Uh,
0: they did the uh, uh, Motley Crew movie together, the one for Netflix that was terrible. And apparently, nice. they're just like friends now.
1: Yeah, they're like friends. Like I think Pete Davidson, like people were worried about him on like Twitter or something, and literally Machine Gun Kelly's like, I flew to his house. He's okay. <laughs> Talk about
0: weird. The idea of Machine Gun Kelly like showing up at your house and being like, hey, just checking in on you, bro. You you doing all right? Hey, Machine Gun, I'm doing good. Thanks for coming (laughs) out. Like he doesn't kill kill his real name. He just calls him Machine Gun. Would would you go by your real name if someone called you Machine Gun Nico? (laughs) You're probably right. If anybody called me anything other than Machine Gun Corey, I'd be mad.
1: Machine Gun Corey,
0: you better call me
1: new to the addition of the Machine Gun family.
0: (laughs) You better call me AK for short. Like, forget it. I'm only Machine Gun Corey at that point.
1: Um, (laughs) stupid.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Now you just need to get a rap career. Just call yourself Machine Gun.
0: If I become a rapper, I'm going to call myself the Other Machine Gun Kelly, (laughs) and he'll have to come back to rap to fight me for it.
1: Right, yeah, because he doesn't even make rap. No, music he
0: makes, he, make, he made a rock album with a pink guitar.
1: You know what that is? Not rap. <laughs> you
0: know what that is? Eminem one, Machine Gun Kelly zero,
1: and that's it. Yeah, he really he really packed it in on that one. Like and that
0: scoreboard includes careers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way.
1: Around and what's funny is like. It's funny because like Eminem's regular music has been like not great, anyways. But that that song was so crazy that like it completely ended his career. Well, the
0: idea that he responded where he was like, "No, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go at Eminem," and nobody in the room was like, "Hey, yo, machine gun, let's 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 put the safety on here, buddy." <laughs> I really hope his whole legal team. It's just gun punch. No, oh, absolutely. Like, why wouldn't it be? Oh, man. And, like, all Moments of his friends like have to be gun names now, too, because of him. Like,
1: This is Glock yeah. Corey.
0: Oh, my God. This, this this is Pump Shoddy hanging out. Like, it's got to <laughs> be that way. Otherwise, why bother?
1: And then there's Pete Davidson. <laughs>
0: this Pete. Hey, old Pete, I'm on Saturday Night Live. Sometimes I date famous people. <laughs> it's like, he's cool. He's all right. <laughs> that was my Pete impression, by the way. It was pretty accurate. you wanted to have a cat in the just now. They Skype, yeah, yeah. they're going to Skype. He's a little baby. So I'm going to just chime in and right. take one. That's what
1: oh that's true
0: like how did they, how did no one like hack the Emmys or yeah it was Emmys they just had how did no one hack that
1: that's a good question probably because no one cares you telling me it wouldn't be
0: the number one sort if someone hacked the Emmys
1: yeah but like hackers don't care about that stuff I think
0: it would be hilarious and like they gotta do a whole speech
1: hello it is me not Pete Davidson <laughs> <laughs> they gotta do a whole
0: speech and accept an Emmy on behalf of somebody who's really there watching
1: <laughs> one of the five people in the actual yeah. audience.
0: One of the screens goes up and suddenly it's a, the hacker in there and the other guy's like, wait a minute, what is this? What?
1: What?" And one of the screens. <laughs> Thank you. I would like that Emmy to...
0: This is Tommy. When, uh, when everyone first approached me about doing the show, I was hesitant. I, uh, I didn't think it was a good idea, mostly because I don't watch TV. I'm, I'm more of a streamer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with some convincing and um, money from my agent, I uh, I did it. I made the show, and now I won the Emmy. And I want to thank everybody, uh, particularly my agent, who got me all that money. Otherwise, I yep. wouldn't have this semi. Uh,
1: shout out to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Pete, see you at the after party. What? And then, like, just log out. <laughs> I Meanwhile, well, the guy who actually got called is like, uh...
1: What just happened? Guess what he said? Do I still get the Emmy? No. Am I still streaming? Do I get the Emmy still? I liked his speech more than
0: the one I was gonna
1: do. We're just gonna roll with it. You know, mine's pretty bad.
0: I I don't know Machine Gun Kelly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that guy clearly does. Um
0: Pete Davidson said that uh when he was back in New Jersey, uh off of Saturday Night Live, like when the season was over, and so we went home. Uh, he said mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling well. He put it on Twitter. And somebody was like, yo, I heard you back home. Got something coming your way. And they delivered weed to his house.
1: What thank a real man. Like,
0: he had to tell them no thank you. He was like, nah, I'm trying to quit, man. Like That's kind of part of this whole thing. But like, appreciate it.
1: <laughs> it's been real.
0: People's just showing up, giving him drugs. Pete, we hope you're all right, man. By the way, don't do drugs. But uh, but yeah, I just think it's a. Uh... I'm rooting for Pete Davidson. I hope I hope I hope things I hope things continue on the trend upward. He's in the Suicide Squad movie that's supposed to come out one day. Oh
1: yeah, is that the the second one? Right, the one the one by old gun yes. boy
0: by traitor of all things Disney James Gunn.
1: See, look, he see. So Pete Davidson is surrounded by guns, machine gun Kelly, James. Cool.
0: Pete Davidson should just be a mobster, right?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to like you. You come to the gun family. You ask for firearms. <laughs> what is this? Um, what do
0: you think we are, animals? There's an SNL skit with uh, I think it's when Harry Styles was on the show, and like it's it's just, it's a it's a drug empire. And like the kingpin is being played by uh, uh who was the guy from uh, Keenan and Cal? Keenan, is it Keenan who's on Saturday Night Live? Am I crazy?
1: I don't know. I'm bad uh, with names.
0: Anyway, uh, been on SNL forever. I really feel bad that I don't remember his name right now. Um, but anyway, he's like the drug lord. He shows up. He's like, "What's going on? We didn't have a delivery today," and they were like, "Yeah, we do. You just didn't know about it because I'm taking over." And he was like, oh, all right. Um, what are you going to do with it? And he was like, what do you mean? It's the game. I'm going to sell it. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, who are you going to call to sell it? And he was like, who would you call to sell it? And then all of a sudden <laughs> it turns out he has none of the details to do it. And like suddenly he realizes like, I am unequipped to run this. Like... <laughs>
1: Oh god, I've gotten way over my head. <laughs> and
0: Keenan starts telling them like, yeah, plus you gotta project like revenues and, and shortcomings for the following year and you gotta regulate the drug price so it doesn't drop too much or go up too much. You can't put too much out or too little out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a complicated business. <laughs> and suddenly
0: the guy's like,
1: Yeah, but who would you call? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he was like alright we had to change our heart. you could come back but for 30% he said I'm coming back for 100% and he was like deal <laughs> <laughs> oops oops um...
1: <laughs> my favorite thing is overestimating the job or underestimating the job
0: I, I assume that's all you do honestly Oh, I do. can't be that hard. All you got to do is just do it. And then you show up and realize you can't do it. Yeah. Um, to me, that happened a couple times. Once in school, famously, there was like a project due. And I, I thought it was a paper. Like, I thought I was just supposed to do a paper. And, Wrong. And then it you turned were. out like, it wasn't just a paper. It was like a 20 page document. And, like, that's why she would given it to us, like, 13 weeks. Like, the class started. We had, like, three weeks of classes. And then she handed us this and was like, this is important. This is basically everything. And, uh, like, three days before it was due, I looked at it for the first time.
1: Yeah, and you were like, well, this is, like, just a paper, right? And it's like, no. Yeah, it was, like,
0: I was supposed to do massive amounts of research. There was, like, it was calling, like, it was one of those heavily documented uh, like multiple sources support the argument kind of concepts.
1: Uh,
0: I had to do it in like two days.
1: Yeah, so you you worked for forty eight hours. Uh, I worked
0: for about five hours, and I turned in essentially the minimum on everything. I went through like the breakdown of what like what was worth what points, and you were like, "I need right. minimum. I was like, "Well." I'm not turning in a 100. and I'm not turning in a 90. So how many points do I need to get to survive screwing this paper up?
1: 65? <laughs> yeah, basically what I decided. I was
0: like, if I can get 60 to 65 points out of this paper, I'll be happy. So it was like cover page had it be properly formatted. That was like five pages. Like the citations, if all the citations were right on the reference page, that was like 15 points. So nailed that.
1: (laughs) Like these citations are gonna be absolutely perfect. This cover page. I spent
0: forty minutes on a cover page and and just the just the citation references page. Like then getting like if you got all the citations correct in text, it was like another fifteen points. Um so nailed those. Um,
1: Right. So you got like half your score from formatting alone.
0: Remember that time when you failed that paper a long, 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 long time? Like, you were in high school, and you failed that paper, and you were like, the teacher's just crazy. And, like, I happened to be there, and we went through it. I was like, if you'd have just, like, formatted it, you'd have had a C. Like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, if you just read the grading, you don't re- – like, I turned what I turned in was not – it was, like, eight pages, <laughs> Like my guys left.
1: How long is document supposed to yeah. be? Thirty-five. I got four. Yeah, for you, chief. I was
0: I was on the low side of all the like content requirements. However, I was perfect on all the formatting. Ain't going out like that, chief.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that was basically my last English, uh, my last my last English class that I took. It was just a lot of formatting stuff, and I was like, bro, this about to be the most formatted paper you've ever For seen sure. in your life. Yeah,
0: I remember I was sitting down and like, and then yeah, I... good or bad like on a paper, whatever, but like you were like, this teacher's crazy. And you got like a 40 on the paper, but it was like, if you'd have done like, she's letting you redo it and then we were looking at it, I was like, if you just format it, like, that's, that's a
1: beat. <laughs> and that's really what it comes like, uh, so today uh, not today, but I'm taking a uh, creative writing class. And like the amount of like things that like I have had to write, but like it's creative writing. Like it's hard to be like, "Oh you see this paper here is right. pretty trash." Exactly. Everything
0: is subjective, so just nail the guidelines. Yeah, right. like you can't go wrong there. Drink, please.
1: Do love me some creative writing. It's actually really fun. I um,
0: I don't believe in creative writing anymore. I don't do it.
1: You literally <laughs> write comic books.
0: Those are all real events; they, they really happen. There's
1: a robot girl and a girl
0: who flies. It's all real. It's
1: totally. Real. It's all real. Lori writes only nonfiction. <laughs> if you write fiction, is it technically fiction because it's on the, it exists? I mean, it depends
0: on how metal you want to get with your life, but yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. On some level, this is real now. I made it.
1: It's real It makes
0: about as much sense as Akon's singing. I'm locked up; they won't let me out because he was in jail. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: It's true. It's very true.
0: I wish that would have won like a Grammy for like most accurate song. <laughs> like if they just would have created a Grammy that year for that and just given it to him.
1: I don't understand why award like I get like why award shows are. Oh, you know, these are objectively slash subjectively good things. It's like, yeah, but like, what if we just made joke one?
0: So for Billboard, it's based strictly on sales. So realistically, they know who's gonna win those. It's really the Grammys that are based on like voting, and so are Oscars. That it's kind of weird because that that is subjective. Yeah, a little. I think. I mean, you're voting, so you get like a a consensual like we're not like I was gonna say unanimous consent, but you get like a You get like a consensus for the for overall what's good or bad, but you don't necessarily.
1: It's not. It doesn't mean the best. It's all because it's all creative. It's really hard to be like, well, this was this was more creative. (laughs) Gladiator
0: won best picture. There's no way it was really the best picture. Maybe it was.
1: Maybe one best picture. One best
0: picture. It's like Suicide Squad winning for makeup.
1: Yep. Which at that point, uh, it was the only comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, that had won an Oscar. I mean, now it's not true, but uh,
0: no, that's actually inaccurate. Dark Knight had one for Joker. Heath Ledger had won Best Supporting Actor.
1: Oh, oh fair, but they were all in true. DC's D- camp. They had two. They had two. Right. Marvel zero? Uh, it's no longer. What uh, longer. <laughs> which,
0: what, Logan? Did Logan win something?
1: I don't think so. I don't think Logan got one, but I know Black Panther got like one or two. One or two.
0: I don't remember if they were Oscars though. It Might have been Golden Globes.
1: Oh, it might have been. I think they won like makeup or like costume design. Oh, or
0: yeah, they might. Yeah, but I don't remember which. I don't remember which way it was though.
1: I'm going to look yes. it up now because it's bothering do you. Do it quick
0: because we're up against it. Mm. All right, while he's looking that up, I'll go ahead and get us out of here. On behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, who we need to tell you guys about right there on 1488. They've got a lot of great stuff going on. we got a lot of great stuff coming up. The governor has started to loosen restrictions. Masks are still required. They do curbside delivery. Um, they've got painting going on. They've got a lot of great stuff going on. Make sure to check their Facebook page for events, times, and uh, people participating. Um, they do adventures Leagues on Sundays. They do uh, painting on Wednesdays. They do all kinds of great stuff. Make sure to check out the Adventure Begins comics games and more to get your gaming, get your card play, get your action figures, get your comic books on. I keep our comic books, my comic books there. I get a discount. I pick them up. We spend the points. We get points there. You use the points to buy other stuff at a discount. Um... We have a great relationship with the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Those loyalty points is a great program. Um, Everyone should be looking into it. Everyone should be checking out the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Support local. Uh, Make sure to wash your hands. Stay clean. Stay healthy. Stay friendly. Uh, What you got, Nico? Did you figure it out?
1: Yeah, they won three, actually. Uh, Best original score, best costume design, and best production design.
0: Oscars. Wow. Uh, Oscars. Three from one. Wow.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. They also got nominated for best picture, best sound mixing and best and didn't sound editing. So. Okay. Didn't win those. There you three. go.
0: Um take care of yourself, support local, fight the power, black lives matter. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Hi, right, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas a and Maggie Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.